recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. No, it's live, pal. Want to take that elite figure to the next level? M&M Figure Clothing makes it possible to do just that. Specializing in robes, jackets, shirts, belts, and more. M&M Figure Clothing has something for just about every figure in your collection. On top of that, Al is a photo photographer who continues to deliver the goods with new ideas. It's been a long time coming, but my interview with Al happens right now. Al, how's it going, man? It's going good. Can't complain. Where, what part of the country are you in? Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois, man. That's kind of a, a hotbed for wrestling, isn't it? Used to be. It used to be. We we still got we still have the as they as WWE put it, we still have the best fans. Uh, but we don't I wouldn't say it's the hotbed anymore. Like I, I think it's 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 getting back there because we've have a lot we've had a lot of wrestlers leave that from uh Chicago or Illinois in general that's making it. But it's I think it's picking back up. Real nice. Were you born and raised out there or yeah, born and raised in Chicago. So I go look. I go all the way back to the amphitheater, the International Amphitheater, and the NWA, all that. Okay, that's that's awesome, man. So was there um, Great American Bashes and stuff that you went to back in those days? Um, I pretty much did house shows. Uh, actually, I didn't get to my first WrestleMania till three years ago. Three years ago. Been to a bunch of house shows. But got to my first WrestleMania as as a as an adult. Going to my first WrestleMania was the uh, one that was in Miami. That's awesome, man. Did did you have a pretty good time down there? Man, I had the best. It was basically like I'm a big fan of the Rocks, and that was his last match, like his last official uh, match. So just to see that in person, go down there, and then we got to really hang out. Uh, me and me and my buddy. My wife and his his other half, we got to really hang out uh, down in Miami. So yeah, I had the best time, and I to this day I still look at the pictures and be like, man, this this was this was it right here. Yeah, are you are you planning on going to any of any future ones when they get all this restrictions and stuff lifted off? I don't know. I, I've been looking looking at the the pro the product for me right now. Is it's got to change, like in terms of the the entertainment value, because the, the prices are going up, and so it's one of those things where if the prices are going up. I need more. I need to be invested, and right now, now AEW has me semi invested, but WWE lately they just kind of been putting stuff out there that that to me you can get the kids invested, but it's short term. It's like it's not enough. It's it's enough for me to watch it on TV, but it's not enough for me to fly out and, and spend big time money to be there in person. I agree with you. I think there's a lot of us in our age group that would agree with that. It's uh, I, I'm, I was just talking to somebody else about this. I'm not a proponent of the, uh, the roster split. I think the first thing they should do is end that and maybe shorten down their roster and just have the best of the best on one roster. Like they did when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. You mentioned your that was your home arena, so you kind of grew up going to house shows there. Did you ever meet any wrestlers, and how did you get into wrestling in the first place? 
honestly, it was just, it, it's, I guess it was passed down to me because uh, I didn't know till my mother shared it with me that my grandfather, he, him and my uh, uncle, uh, which was his brother, uh, they were into wrestling. And, but obviously before they was, you know, we talking about back back when it's black and white and, and the gorgeous George during those times. So I wasn't around doing that, but basically by the time when I turned five, I was just, it was just something I just really liked, got into. And my mother, um, she kind of fostered it because I guess seeing her father, he kind of, I don't know, brought back memories of that type of thing. But uh, I was just basically sitting and watching with her. And then I started going to, uh, well, before that, started getting, you know, buying the LJNs. I remember going to, like, Woolworths and and um, Ultra. Look, I'm showing my age now. Uh, but <laughs> going okay. to those stores and, 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 and see, you know, just trying to be in on the hunt. That, that, that engine trying to find out, find a hunt and looking forward to Christmas. And I remember my mother, uh, she would share, like, the stories about how, she wouldn't need work because she would work in downtown Chicago, but there was a Woolworth and she would go down there and see what they had. And like when Christmas came around, yeah, all the, like the Hulk Hogan LJNs and then like Ultra would have like the AWA uh, Remco figures. So I used to love just going grocery shopping with her so I can go to the toy aisle <laughs> to see what <laughs> figures they had. And uh, yeah, so then that was when my collecting kind of started and then basically I found myself which it wasn't so much of course we didn't know nothing about photography back then but you find yourself just when wrestling was on you'd be sitting down there mimicking the matches so during that time it's like oh okay and then end up going to the house shows uh, with, my, with my mother and we would go to like I said a pavilion amphitheater I got to where that was the first time that I think she got me ringside tickets and it was Hogan against, uh, I think, Earthquake. And I got to uh, meet, well, I didn't get to meet him. Basically, you know how the, how, how the wrestlers come there and you're in the first row, you get to slap him on the back. Well, that was the first time I got to see Hulk Hogan up close and personal and ended up getting one of his uh, shirts, the, the Hulk Rule shirts. Only problem is my mother, no, it's either my mother I think my mother did it or my father did it. But some, why somebody ended up washing So now it shrunk, so it shrunk up. So, of course, it don't look like the same thing Hulk Hogan shirt did. But, yeah, it was like, oh, shoot, I didn't realize I washed it with the rest of it. So, yeah, but that was the first time that I got to, uh, uh, I guess, be that close to the wrestlers. And then from that point on, whenever we went to wrestling, she made a point that we were always at ringside. So uh, I during those times, pay-per-views were, were kind of ex- like expensive. So we never went to any of the pay-per-views, but we also, I mean, we always did all the, a lot of the house shows. So whenever they came here, whether it was the Rosemont, the Amphitheater, or the Pavilion, we always went. And then the pay-per-views, we would watch on TV. Uh, and then not until I got older, uh, basically, I would say in my... But after 21, did I start now going to, I went to a couple of pay-per-views and then that's when the meet and greets got to be more prominent because back then, man, for you to get into, to meet the, the wrestlers, 
you had to either get out there super early and, and know where they was coming in to the entrance, or you had to know somebody that was backstage. And I definitely like the transition now where they, you know, you get to see more. I think it maybe hurt the business a little bit where you get to see more of behind the scenes, but I like it because I can appreciate it because I saw the business before when it was the other way where you, they, they, they kayfabe and they, they played their roles. So you wasn't allowed in unless you knew somebody. So I can appreciate it from both ends now. Yeah. Well said it's uh unless you read a story about Jim Duggan and the Iron Sheik cruising down the right. freeways together and getting arrested, you had no idea, right? Right. Yeah. So obviously you're, you're, as you said, you're into the figure photography and we'll, we'll get to that in a second, but I, I wanted to start off by talking to you about the figure clothing. Cause I think that's really where I discovered your, you originally, um, how did you get into that? Um, you know, how long have you been doing it? So crazy story. So one day, uh, as like I said, I, I collected figures already. And I never forget, it was a uh, it was a dollar store figure, actually. Because keep in mind, this was during the time when the Heart Foundation was big or whatever. I had the Brett, uh, the Brett Jacks figure, the little rubber one. And had Brett Bulldog. And I think, uh, no, they hadn't made an amble, but I wanted an on. And my uh, we took nail polish. <laughs> and I, I had that figure up till I moved out of my mother's house. And we took nail polish and we painted the uh, the outfit on him, the, the, the his, you know, the little wrestling gear on him. And for the longest, we kept doing that. Well, when we started, when Mattel first started bringing those series out, I think I got uh, a couple of figures. And my mother, who is a seamstress, she would look at this stuff and she'd be like, man, you know, not, to, not, not a knock on Mattel, but she was like, this kind of cheap quality. And so a couple of the figures didn't come with anything. And my mother was like, well, they need clothes or something. Or I think I wanted something on them, whatever. So she made uh, she made like a couple of shirts for one. I think she did a shirt and a pants. I put it on there, and I think I did like a picture of something with the Mona. Well, we had a couple, I had a couple of people like, hey, where did you get the outfit from? I was like, oh, I had it made, you know, this and that. He was like, oh, that's nice, this and that. Well, of course, when I saw it get attention, I was like, well, shoot, they ain't put no outfits with a lot of these wrestlers. So I told my mother, I was like, well, hey, can you make me this? Can you make me that? Because she, like I said, she was a seamstress and she made, she makes all of her clothing, like her real life clothing. So I was like, well, why are you doing that? Can you put this on my face? So she would do it or whatever. And it started, people was like, man, uh, you should start selling these. Well, I talked to my mother. I was like, well, they say you should start selling this. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, well, how will we do that? And and like, and this was before, like I said, this was before the, the I knew that there was uh, Facebook groups and Instagram because I wasn't a real like social media person. Like I, I didn't, I wasn't really on that like that. Uh, so I was like, I don't know how we would sell this, but I can investigate it or whatever. So of course, came across some wrestling groups and and saw it and and was like, well maybe I can send it through the wrestling groups and and that type of thing. So basically, she started doing a couple of pieces, 
And when it first came, when we first started putting it out there, there was, you know, we got a little backlash from it from from the community because they felt like it was too big. Because keep in mind, this was when uh, Ralph was popular. Uh, Ralph Fibicola was popular. And I think Ralph, I don't know if Ralph had just died and his family still was running the business strong or he was still around. Uh, but it was like right at that tail end. So, of course, they kind of ate it up. And we got, you know, I got discouraged because, again, I know my mother can sew. Like, that's that's what she does. And I was like, well, how they, you know, and not, Ralph does good work. But, again, you can't compare. That's like comparing Vincent Van Gogh to Michelangelo. Mm -hmm. Two great artists that do two totally different things. So, but everything was always compared to them. So, I'm like, okay. So, we went back. And at first we started to just say, forget it. Like, man, ain't nobody do this. I do it for myself and this and that. But I had a couple of buddies who kind of looked at it and said, hey, I think you own to something. Why don't you do this? Tweak this. Fix this right here. And I think you might get them. Of course, we went back. And I looked once they told me what to look at. And I was looking at because by this time, I think Mattel had stopped putting on, putting just shirts on them. Um but they was like that loose fitting shirt. And we looked at it and I was like, okay, I can kind of see like the sleeves are super big on them and oh, it is a little long on them. So we made some tweaks and this and that and we came back and put it out there and people was like, okay, now you own to something. So it went from it went from now you own to something to okay, you know, we're seeing the progression and little by little people start getting in this and that. But, and that's how it got hooked. So then, it went from basic shirts to doing some of everything. That included like the belts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the the belts actually started out around the same time as the clothing, but the 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 thing was was with the belts. I was always doing belts with uh when I was little, and there was a lot of organizations that didn't make their own belts and keep in mind again this is this is when wcw had just fell off and uh uh wwe had the rights to wcw figures but they didn't have the rights to the belts and i was like man you know wwe with all with all they stuff but i'm like i was a big wcw fan big nwa fan i'm like they don't have nothing represented out here and i see a lot of other people who felt the same way so I just started trying to make my own stuff, and my I have a degree in computer animation. So designing and all that, I was like, well, let me start mess around with this stuff and see what I come up with. And I played around with different ways of, of doing stuff. And once I got it to where I like it, again, the same thing that happened with the clothing is what happened with some of the uh, with the belts, and it picked up. So oh, progressively over time. Uh, I found ways to tweak it because I know now, like we're, we're into the whole 3D thing. So the three, 3D crave is is taking over. Uh, which I, I ride that trend a little bit, but it's some people, it's it's some it's a couple of uh, artists out there that's that's killing the game within the 3D 3D area. So uh, and I take my hat off to them because I try to experiment with learning like all of 3d and it really takes time to to get that that understanding down so uh but 
yeah, that's how the belts got kicked off, and we just joined it all together. Yeah, that's interesting. You mentioned about uh, getting into the clothing, and it was kind of like, no, no, that's that's Ralph's. You, you know, you don't you don't touch that or right. I don't know. I don't I don't grab that concept because to me it's like the guy who first started doing figure photography. Should everyone else just sit down and watch? If you weren't first, you can't participate. It that just seems kind of silly to me. Right. And I and and that's how I feel. I feel like that to this day. When you see people out there where, you know, you may get somebody in the community that may ask, "Oh, well, who has the best?" Well, first of all, to put on the to put that title out there as the best, everybody it's all subjective. Like again, going back to the to the to the artist, the Michelangelo, uh, uh, Vincent Van Gogh analogy, where you might like his art. But you might not like his uh, Michelangelo's art, but does that make them a less of an artist? Right. It's all about it's like Burger King, McDonald's. I don't like Burger King and McDonald's. Doesn't mean their food is bad. Well, yeah. in my I, in my eyes, yeah. But in somebody else's eyes, they may love it. <laughs> yeah. So who am I to tell? Some guys like Nikes and some guys like Adidas. Right. And, you know. Right. So for you to come in there and be like, oh well, he is the best, especially, and this is the one. This is the one phrase that really like irritates me. It don't bother me now, but it used to really irritate me. When a person come through and say, well, he's the best. And you ask them, well, have you tried the other two? Nah, what the, how you saying he the best? When you don't even, <laughs> you never even tested the other two products to compare. Right. I, I don't know, man. I, I like um, the more people involved in this hobby, the healthier the hobby is. As far as I'm concerned, the more photographers we have, the better, the more sources we have for custom sets and jackets and whatever else is being made title belts. I, I'm on board. I think it's, it's just keeps it going. And if there's only one of each, I, I think this whole thing shrivels up and dies pretty quick. I think so too. And I think it's just like, if you look at wrestling, when, when we have multiple organizations to watch and to, to indulge in wrestling was at its peak like we man you 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 sat you couldn't it was not a time when you didn't want to be in front of the tv because you didn't know what was going to happen the monday night war time whoo was some of the best wrestling times but when it got to the point where wcw went out of business nwa went 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 out of business temporarily and everybody kind of branched off, and WWE was the only, your one and only source. Well, you see, they start, it, the product that they were putting out, it didn't matter what people thought, because guess what? They was the only thing around. So you're going to watch wrestling, you're going to like it, or you just don't watch it. <laughs> That's right. That's and right. I think, and I think when a business monopolizes an industry like that, I think competition makes, makes everybody step up their game. As long as you are competing, and I mean, just look at stuff right now. We got WWE, we got AEW that's putting out figures. And for the longest, you will see people complaining about WWE figures. Oh, why the head so big? Oh, you know, he ain't the right skin tone. AEW coming along, and when they put them first two out, people did them the same exact way. Oh, they skin tone. Even though they told you from Jump Street, Oh, these are, you know, these are proto shots or the, the first set, first two sets going to be a little rough, but we're going to, you know, we're going to get it together. We're going to get it together. Oh, when I'm, when that, that series three came out, people was like, oh, 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 they serious. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then when Jeremy come along and said, oh, we plan on putting them out every month, people was like, oh, they real serious. Right. 
Yeah, it's it's funny. People, I mean, you can. This goes with everything in life, as far as I'm concerned. So why would wrestling figures be any different? But people really do have short memories, and I didn't even start collecting Mattel's ten years ago or whatever it was because. I thought those first series were lousy. I, I, I didn't want them. And then they came out mm-hmm. with, by the time they got to their, you know, third or fourth series, they caught my attention. Like, whoa, they, they picked it up, you know? And I went you. It's like, people just want a perfect figure right there on the first, you know, these, this is a whole brand new toy line for them. And there was zero patience, I guess, for some people. And see, I'm the same. I'm like you. I basically, I was collecting. I, my collecting stopped. Right around when uh the Jack's Classic came out, I basically had got caught up into uh working and everything, and I didn't really, you know, I, at this time I'm grown, so I'm like, you know, the toy thing, you should be fading off the toy thing or whatever, and you should kind of be like that's in your childhood. So I basically didn't collect really any of the Jacks, and then when the Mattels came along, I missed the first. Ooh, three or four lines of legends and not until we started doing the clothing and then i really started saying oh well man these toys ain't like when we had growing up like they articulated and i could do a whole lot with and as you started working with them you're like man i wish i had these when i was younger and then it got to the point where you was like you know what i don't even care what nobody think like i'm grown <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It, it don't matter no more and, and i started to, you know getting into the photography and that's how i got back because i went i actually ended up going back and getting the early legends i paid a little bit more not what they worth now but i paid a little bit more at that time to to get up to the legend because i was always a fan of the legends the legends i grew up with they had they had symbolism to me so, and I think that with anything, like if you collect, if you putting tattoos on you, like let it mean something. Don't be just doing it just because you don't, you know, just to be doing something because it seemed to be the thing to do right now. I think it has to mean something. And that's what I did. I went and got back, got the last four legend lines, caught up to them. And from that on, I was kind of hooked on my tails. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I can roll with this, the, the way this line is and I like the articulation and not until I really got into the photography aspect of it, did I understand what those who were animating, like I didn't even know that people was animate, you know, animating wrestling figures like they are. Like when you see all the ones on YouTube and this and that, it, it amazed me because I went to school, my degree is in computer animation. And I was like, when I was going to school, when you look at the dates that these people were putting this stuff out, I'm like, well, this was literally right after I graduated. So which told me they were doing stop motion on the side doing this thing. But because I wasn't on the internet, like in social media and stuff, I didn't know. And I did actually did a project. My One of my projects for school, I used uh, uh, the Jack's wrestling figures to do a wrestling project uh, for one of my finals. But again, it wasn't on the level that these people was putting out on these YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. But once I started looking back, I was like, man, like they was ahead of their time. 
Yeah, they really, it's it's almost like, a, what do they call that, parallel thinking or something, where right. you're not aware of it, but you're kind of dabbling in it. But um, some of your pictures that I really like is, uh, well, I'm I'm a big Honky Tonk Man fan, and I, I go into arguments with people all the time, because to me, that's still the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, just because I, I'm sure part of it's nostalgia, but I, I just remember people hated that guy and i i can't remember the last time you talk about the current product i can't remember the last time an intercontinental champion had that kind of you know heat as they say or whatever uh people hated him now it's just kind of like yeah well i'm not really much a fan of that guy or i kind of like this guy but yeah so i really love your picture of uh honky tonk man and jimmy hart in the wrestlemania cart Mm -hmm. i was so happy when they uh came out with those carts because and 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 I have to take my hat off to uh Steve it's, uh the action I think it's action figure attack but uh he works with Mattel and he's actually over the design of a lot of those the Mattel figures and when he got on a team uh uh the the Mattel I guess uh internet team or uh design team that was the best thing that could have happened for the community was because he actually was he actually is a collector himself. So he knew just off of stuff we would be talking about in, in, in the community and that type of thing. He knew what would be things that people will want uh, with these figures. And I think either him or Bill was in, uh, real uh they were the ones that that brought those cards out, and that was the best thing. I hope they do more stuff like that, that nostalgia type uh, stuff like that, because man, that was something. I was like, wow, that's that that was smart. <laughs> that was smart, and it brings back memories. Yeah, that's something that as as you mentioned before, and that's where a lot of the success is coming from, in my opinion. Is as kids, I mean. I don't know what I would have done, but I would have done something bad to have gotten one of those, you know, when I was 10 or whatever whatever time was. (laughs) Absolutely. Then you've got like this Jeff Hardy on the top of the ladder and it's just the ambiance of the setting around that is just, I had to take a double check. Like, did he like somehow Photoshop Jeff Hardy into an arena? I mean, the lighting and everything is perfect. The crowd, you know, I, I had to take my hat off to, uh, Square was uh, square circle photography and and Matt Goldberg. Obviously, I, I if if you know if you've been following me, you had to been following them. Though I call them the God Godfathers of this uh, community, and when it comes to photography, they were the ones that trained me. And I kid you not, when I came into doing this, like I never had any experience in photography. Uh, I just basically had a little, you know, Canon camera back in the day that you take some uh, vacation pic- pictures, go print them out and go on about your business. And I didn't know too much about photography. And when I started taking pictures, I started taking pictures on my cell phone. And I would upload them into the group. And and Matt would would coach me through and uh square circle photography or scp uh he would actually like kick me in the butt like dude i need you to step it up like i see the potential in you but i never need you to step it up 
And I had, I'm the type, and I've always been this type, whether it's in school, as you see with the clothing. If you tell me, number one, that, uh, like, if I feel like it was, the like, the best thing, and you tell me, and you sit there and tear it apart, one of two things. I'm going to sit back, take a step, look at it, and say, you know what? I'm going to go work on it harder and put it out there just because I know I can. Like, I know I, I'm going I'm to make it to the point where you're going to look at it again and say, I don't know what you did, but that's a whole lot better. I'm just one of them people. Like, it's just, I don't like for my stuff to represent garbage. I don't want you to look at it and be like, uh, it's okay. <laughs> and I, I take pride in your work. Right, right. And, uh, and even when it comes to like criticism, like I can take, when I tell you with, with the clothing, I've had people chew it out, man. When I chew it out, like when I first started, some people, when I look at people doing custom figures now, the stuff that was said to me then, it'll make you go and say, you know what? I don't even want to do this. Like it, it would be that type of ignorance. Like I, there's a way of critiquing and giving people criticism, but then there's, there's just certain maliciousness behind it where you'll see, like you can see people put tweets up now and, and they just would kill it. Like they'll dog you. And it's like, dude, really? Like it's just because you're behind a computer, certain things you don't, you know, if you don't like it, just say you don't like it or don't say nothing at all and keep it moving. You don't have to buy or whatever. But right. these people try to destroy you. And Yeah, nine times out of ten, it's uh, somebody that that doesn't have the courage to try it themselves. Absolutely. And they wouldn't say that to your face if they saw you on the street. They say it because they're behind a keyboard somewhere. Absolutely. And, but even when you see them do it with Mattel figure, they throw a Mattel figure and, 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 and complain up a storm, but yet you went and bought that figure. So what was the point of complaining? But <laughs> yeah. they told they told they tore up my photography man, they tore up the photography and I just was like, you know what? Let me go research. And and if this is something that I plan on doing, then let me go take the time to learn the skill. And that's what I did. I learned the skill because especially when I realized it helped my clothing. Like if I just throw the clothes out, take some pictures of the clothes on the figures, it don't catch your eye the same way. Is if I put it in the scene and, and set the scene, and you be like, oh, oh, by the way, where did you get them jeans from? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it, 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 it would catch you like that. It's a built-in commercial, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's, exactly. So they will put that. They put the fire up under me, and they made me step on my game. So literally, when you go in my workshop now, you you see it's laid out like an actual studio with the real like like studio lights and different type of lights and. Like I gotta act, I stepped up again with the with the camera, but again, if you going if you gonna be serious with it, you gotta be, you know, gotta put in the gotta put in the time and 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 the money to get what you need. Yeah, so you make your clothes obviously, and and you've got your figure collection. I, the next thing I was gonna ask you was about the sets. Do you make your own? Do you get those? Do you source those through a creator, or where where do you come up with the sets? No, my sets and my backgrounds were all made by me. Now, some of the stuff like uh, I use like the Mattel, uh, the NXT guardrails, uh, the um, they did a uh, back, backstage set that had like that screen or whatever. Those, uh, I uh, of course, are Mattel products, but everything else, like the crowd scenes, 
that those were all made by me. And I always got a lot of questions about, hey, how did you make it? And and I never want to come off as that guy to just be like, I ain't going to tell you. But a lot of times I never, I, I would tell people, oh, I got off the internet. But I would never tell you how I made it because I'm one of them people where if you if you notice, if you see other people's photography, you see a lot of people using the, the extreme sets where the crowd looks exactly the same in all they shots. Yeah. I hate that. Like I don't want I want I want my stuff to be distinctive where you look at it and be like, I ain't never seen that background before. Right. And we're gonna keep it that way. Because I don't <laughs> want I don't want everybody to have my stuff. So what I do is I take I find pictures or I find a, a scene and because I have a back background in design or whatever, I go and make my own stuff. And then I go have it printed, professionally printed out and then put on some uh, uh, poster board and boom, we go to work. Very nice, man. It's funnier. It's interesting. I, I mean, like that honky tonk man, Jimmy Hart in the WrestleMania cart coming out, the, the details of the cameraman there, the fans on the side, and obviously the figures are posed like it's it's like you're looking at WrestleMania, but you can tell the stage or the uh, the entrance area in the crowd. It's a small part of the picture, but mm-hmm. it's it's a huge part of the picture and the grand scheme of the picture, if that makes sense. I, I really appreciate the crowd, even though it's very it's not very visible, but it's it pops in the picture to me. And then, uh, and that was one of the things that would talk to me too. Look, make sure like before you put a picture out that you look at every little bit of those the they call them those uh those little minute things that you a person necessarily would notice. Like I mean, you've probably seen in some other picture where like I put the garbage in there, or you'll see some bottles or back in the day, you know, how they used to throw the, the, the garbage at the at the wrestlers when they got mad. Yeah. Or like when the NWO, they had all the garbage in the ring. Little minute stuff like that, I think, sets the uh sets the picture off because those are things that the average person who knows nothing about photography or wrestling, when I say uh wrestling or let's say wrestling figure photography, they wouldn't even think to say, oh, well why you didn't include that? Why you include that? But when you look at it, then it's like, oh, man, I remember that because I was at the arena and that did happen. So it jogs like memories and it's memories that brings peace to people. Happiness brings a smile to them because I've had a lot of people, which makes me feel good that people say, I look at your pictures and dude, you take me back to a whole another time when life was easy. I remember I was at the arena when this went down and it and you got it down to a T because I remember that exact setting. And that makes me feel good because for me, those were great times for me. Like that childhood, you enjoy wrestling and it was no, you had no cares in the world. Like it just, everything was just right with the world. And so those bring back good, good memories for me. I don't think my family would want to hear me say those were the best times of my life. <laughs> but <laughs> In in many ways they were like you said it was just simpler and um, and less complicated. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the Keith Lee um, performance center thing. I I saw that and was like expecting a picture, and all of a sudden Keith Lee's right there talking to me. <laughs> my, my brain just exploded all over the monitor. So that was my new that was my latest venture. So basically, what that was, I've never. Um, 
me and a buddy was working on a program. Keep in mind that, like I said, my background is in computer animation. So for me, I'm always trying to think of a way to keep stepping up my game. What is something that people are not used to seeing? Uh, uh, what is something that's going to constantly keep people's attention? So when, when um, basically, like I said, we've been working on this program and uh, still haven't got all the patents and everything down. So that's why I never really released the name of the program. Because, again, I don't want nobody to go steal my product. And now they doing the same thing. You be like, man, you know where they came from. But uh, so I went and was like, okay, at this point in time, keep the Keith Lee figure, which I always like, like if if you haven't checked out the network, the uh, the pro, I think it's the it's behind the scenes for Keith Lee. It's like his latest, the documentary they did on Keith Lee. I have a lot of respect of where he came from and where he's at now. And I was like, when I seen seen the, the figure come out, I was like, man, this looks spot on. So I said, well, what if <laughs> I took him and had him, you know, had him talking or whatever? Because you don't see a lot of people do. Matter of fact, you don't see nobody. Even with the animation, when you see people doing these, these uh uh photography leagues or you see them doing the they, they have the uh what is it called where they basically was bunch of photos like you can watch their youtube and you see maybe they the anime all the animation stuff when they have them talking it's basically a default where they basically put like the mouth moving over over a standstill figure and it never it don't look realistic but you're not really focused on him talking what you focus on is the action is going on in the ring which that's what you're supposed to be. That's what they whole thing was. Well, I flipped it around, and I wanted you to focus on him, the 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 figure itself. So now I did three things. One, made you to to realize how realistic the figure looks. Two, you're gonna pay attention to what he says. So if you never paid attention to that promo, which was an actual real promo, now it made you pay attention to it. Because now you like you kind of sucked into is this joker mouth really moving? Like, is that an actual toy? Or did he just take somebody's picture and it you become you become invested in it? And then three, it still showed I guess talent my talent and, and it gave you something different, something that you ain't seen. So that's how that that's how that came about. I definitely hadn't seen it before. Right. See, you hadn't seen it before. And then even with the prom, you probably didn't even pay attention to the promo when he first did. It. Yeah. Yeah. Not not the way it did on your picture. That's for sure. Right. So that's what it do now because of the time it takes to do that and to get it right. That's why you don't see me do it that often. But there are certain figures when they come out and I look at their head scan and I'll be like, man, that face is spot on. If I have seen a time when they did a great promo, because periodically I get on YouTube and do some searches for some promos, whatever. And if they did a great promo and they hear it, oh yeah. And for me, that promo was one that stuck out because again, that was when he was transitioning. He was just he hadn't made his name like that he has now, and but he was talking about and the passion that he showed in the in the actual promo. It was like, how can I convey that with the figure? And I honestly think it did well. It did well because 
basically on Instagram, I don't know if he shared it on the side, but I've had that was the most uh what can I say the the, the most likes or most interest I've ever had in one of those videos was his video. Oh wow. So I don't know if somebody shared it or whatever, but it was like four thousand some likes in the matter of or it was like four thousand visits. You know how you can watch the insights on like four thousand visits in under a half an hour. So safe to say we probably got some more of those kind of videos coming our oh, way. Oh yeah, then. yeah, yeah. But I like again, the time that it takes and it has to be something that makes that sticks out for me. So like if you see Mattel come out with, with a figure and that head is on point and, and it looks like man, you look at that figure you're like that look just like him. Nine times out of ten you can expect I might be coming with something if it if they had a good promo, now that's the other thing. If if you notice back, I haven't done a whole like if you go on my YouTube, I did a few of the eighties, uh, eighties and early nineties uh, wrestlers. But if you think about it, they had super long promos back then. But they were good, but they were super long. The time that it takes for me to do that, I need somebody that that can get straight to the point. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, or or chop or chop. Chop one of those legendary, you know, take a clip, right. maybe like a highlight right. of of their right. promo. And then the other thing I started doing, uh, if you've seen my latest one, because I did one, uh, I did an Undertaker tribute, and it was actually using a custom uh, version of Undertaker right when he was, right, right as he was the biker when he fought AJ. Uh, that one I included my... Uh, photography in along with a couple of artists. It was kind of turned into a collaboration because one of the artists, uh, Figure King, he actually had did a whole uh, spread, photography spread of that AJ Undertaker fight. And I was like, oh, that's perfect and saves me some time if I use his and then put it with Undertaker. And, that, and the promo that Undertaker did was spot on because they actually, which you could tell Undertaker's from the old school, he made it real. Like when they started using they, each other's real names and they talking about each other, you know, his wife and that type of thing. Like them the promos that I'm used to. Those, those promos that you be like, oh, you vested. That we're going to see how this how this go at yeah. the end. So I figured as a great tri tribute, he would be a good one to do that animation with. Which that one I was really happy how that came out. But then I tied it into some of the photography I had done with his and, uh, and along with that progression that you can see all the different characters that the Undertaker had. Uh, and it came out really well. So things like that, I'm trying to keep it fresh because again, you can only watch a person talking for so long. Like you, you know, if you, if a person keep doing that so often, you'd be like, all right, you know, it kind of then lost his newness. So I want to keep it fresh that's why you, like I say, you won't see me do it uh, as often as the figure photography. Well, when when you when it pops up, then expect a good show. Yeah, man, that I really enjoy that. Um, so, after hearing where you kind of entered into wrestling as a fan, I'm assuming you you must have got your first figures back like in the LGNs, or when did you hop on the uh, crazy train of collecting figures? Uh, right. It was either it was actually LJN and Remco kind of at the same time because my first uh, LJN figure was the Hogan and Iron Sheik uh, figure and my first Remco 
figure was the Roar, the uh, Road Warriors two pack. Oh yeah. Well, exactly. It was actually the three pack because it was the one that had Paul Eller in. Yeah, that was amazing, man. I mean, it's so far ahead of its time, and and who knows, maybe that shirt on Ellerings would uh, really started the the clothing idea in your head all the way back then. Hey, and I was just about to. That's what I was just about to go there because I was like, if you think about it, that AWA, those AWA figures were the start of like cloth coat yep. clothing. Cause uh, remember, Roll Royce had those. Uh, they had they had those belts too. They had the little paper yep. belts yep. on. Ellering had the shirt, the, the and then they had the collars. Yeah, the chaps too. The yep, the chaps too. Yep. Yep. And then the the long riders with the with the trench coats and right yeah and, and the hat with the the glasses so you know I didn't actually sit to till you brought that question up and I said thought about I was like hmm <laughs> yeah that could, could have been a time and we never if you think about it we never not until uh, Jax came along did they did their clothing actually the cloth clothing come back into the picture again that's right. Do you do you keep most of your figures um, loose then, or do you have a mint on card collection? How many figures do you think you have in your collection? <laughs> so now, uh, I would say, mm, if I had to estimate, I would say maybe three three hundred now, maybe a little, just a tad bit less than that. I actually, man, when I tell you, when I was younger, I had every every figure, and I actually was like, you know what, I cannot take all this because again, you start running out of room. And to me, when you start putting them in bins where you just got a bunch of bins, and they don't, they don't, it don't have the same weight as you wake up every day or you somebody walks past and they see them sitting up there. So I started uh, scaling down. So I end up selling a lot of my LJNs. Uh, and keep and you know basically I kept the ones that had meaning meaning to me. Uh, I even had the big ones, dude. I, matter of fact, I kept two of them. The big uh, glue uh, figures, like the Rick Flair. The, it was the Rick Flair Sting, Sid Vicious, and Luga series. The sixteen, I think they were like sixteen inch. I got rid of most of those, uh, but I still have. I still kept certain ones like Flair and Sting. Uh, now, with the Mattel thing, a lot of my, the bulk of my Mattel collection is loose, but uh, the ones who, the, the ones that you would consider rare, they're kind of like a curio cabinet, but I also have uh, collected uh, MOC too, because I feel like now, if, if you watch the, the, the figure game now, man, the, the, the prices, you, I would have never thought that wrestling figures would have got to this level. Like these prices are astronomical. Oh, if you yeah. missed out on the on the line and you trying to go back, oh <laughs> you almost gotta get give a kidney to get one of these jokers. So Yeah, we can we can thank the stimulus check program for that. I think much. people are getting six hundred bucks and Man. just oh I don't care how much it costs, I'll buy it. Who cares? Man, so like they say inflation is real. But <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> So some of it, um, the like the legend stuff, because the other thing is, I, my legends I keep uh, uh, MOC, uh, the ones who that I know they're gonna make multiple of. Nah, I just open them up, and I think 
when the early legends line taught me a good lesson because a lot of those, of course, I went back loose and I had to purchase them pretty much paid double what what they that most people had gotten when they first came out. And that taught me something. The legends increase back. We we know that and they and and it's already been said, you don't know if that legend is gonna stay on contract with them. Like they may have a contract this year, but next year they may not have a contract. Cause think about it, we only got one set of demolition. That's right. Never got another set of demolition figures. Same thing with uh Road Warriors. We got two sets, well, two elite sets of Road Warriors, but it's already been confirmed that uh, you know, of course we lost Animal and we just got Paul Ellerin, but Hawk wasn't under contract with them no more. So that's why they never made no more Road Warrior figures. So we probably would never get another set because when Animal uh got before Animal passed, Animal wasn't under contract. So it's like you you start to learn with them legend lines, hmm. You know, they you kind of look at them as an investment. Hold on to those, but, yeah. Right, right, right. And see, and the other thing is I know looking at my LJNs, I would have never thought LJN would have came back the way they did. Same thing with the retros. I still have a lot of my original retro figures when Hasbro was doing it. And to see now that the retros came back and the, the original Hasbro figures upped in value. And and because they had symbolism to me, I never got rid of all of them because I'm like there's certain ones that once you get rid of it, you're gonna pay you're gonna pay to get them back. So I held on to them. But that man, the value on those Hasbro's now, whoo, they up there. So certain things that nostalgia and I always tell people if it had WWF on it or it was related to the old WWF, you might want to hold on to that. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You know, they the WWE would never use that. Well, they just got the rights back to show the video with that logo on it, but they can never use that 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 logo again because of that lawsuit with the was the worth the uh, World Life Federation or Foundation thing. So, pretty much anything with WWF, man, that's that's nostalgia. And you guys, you got you sitting on a little bit with that. So I have MOC. Hmm, I would say I got maybe fifty. Uh, and they, of course, like I said, they all legend. Because I figured if they're gonna reduplicate, like you know, like your AJ Styles, Seth Roth, we got ten. Of, we got ten to twelve of those figures. To me, they're gonna lose value. The more figures you put out of that figure, the other ones are gonna lose value. So yeah, sure. Supply and demand, right? Right, right. So it's it it is. I only keep the ones uh, in the package that I know we probably only gonna get one of, or if they had a, if they only had one gimmick. So like, I mean, Hammer, he had two: the rhythm and blues Hammer and the regular Hammer. So obviously, we only pretty much gonna probably get two of those uh, if Mattel de- decides to make. The rhythm and blues version. So I have my hammer in the thing. Now the Warriors, I think the older Warriors, they still may be up there. But I think as they coming out with these newer Warriors, because we know that they're gonna keep pumping Warrior, Warrior, Warrior. I don't think they're gonna hold 
a whole lot. I think in long run, like basically we would be older. Like I mean, in our sixties, before you really, if you plan on cashing out with Warriors, that, that's that's <laughs> gonna get you know that that's where you are gonna get with that. But uh, yeah, if that if the line is like real uh tight, then yeah, they stay in the package. <laughs> or what I do is. If I need to photograph them, I go ahead and photograph and I keep the package. So to me, you know, yeah, I might not, it might not be MOC, but they weren't sitting out too long. So at least I'd rather have a package and put them, you know, put them to the side versus just have them sitting out in the open. I, I see people selling the boxes on Mercari or eBay, you know, like 20 bucks for an empty box. And I'm just going. And I think that's the craziest thing. Yeah, I I can't. People must be buying it, or they wouldn't be doing it. But I that's that one's lost on me. Yeah, a lot of them use them for custom uh for custom figures, but you know, to me, if you can just if you're gonna go get a figure, just use that box and redo it. You're gonna redo it anyway instead of paying twenty dollars for somebody else's box. But that's me. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, so speaking of the stimulus check in the <laughs> six hundred bucks, I don't know if you got that or not, but yeah, um, I got it. Yeah, it's good. Right on, man. Um, with, with uh, you know, there's a lot of other figure podcasts out there and most of them have some sort of a, a segment where they talk about what they've got during the week. Um, I put a spin on it. So my, my thing is I want to ask my guest, um, which in this case would be you, Al, what, what, if anything you found out there in the wild or on Amazon or eBay or whatever, uh, what, what are some of your recent purchases well um i just got the two uh i pre-ordered hopefully they come this time Tar- they pre-ordered the target legend so i got the nikolai and nice. the zibiasi uh they just put those out there uh and but they also have uh undertaker the purple undertaker and uh tatanka in that series too um what else i just grabbed i grabbed the uh aew that we on what series four i grabbed those aew santana and ortiz uh i got that lot oh those look really good hey man they did a great job with them those are spot on yeah i don't hear any i'm doing my best hulk hogan impersonation i don't hear any complaining on the (laughs) on the santana and ortiz figures i'm doing that little cup to the ear thing hey but i think they i think they got i think they got the communities uh they caught the community's eyes and the community died down when they did that orange castle oh yeah because that was the first time that that had ever been done like that and when people got it in hand and saw like oh this 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 is revolutionary right here yeah then people was like okay yeah they they we're gonna leave kind of lead them alone because they do know what they're doing <laughs> just they just started out the out of the run slow yeah, so hand hand in the pocket and everything. That's pretty pretty right, unique. Right, right. And then what else I grabbed? Uh, I think I grabbed. Uh, let's see, that I got one more thing coming, and I can't think of what it is. It's something. It's a newer figure that just came out. But of course, it's a legend, and I can't think of it. It hit me before, probably before this is up. <laughs> Yeah, I, I missed out on all those pre-orders. Uh, Amazon, I think, had it, and I forget now if it was Target or Walmart. But uh, I, I, man, my I got to improve my game on getting on and 
and getting those. By the time I heard about it and and jumped on, I couldn't find it in the search box on those websites. So uh, I'll just have to do it the old old school way and wait till they come out and take a stab. Yeah, and it's like for me the uh, I'm glad now that the stuff is so readily accessible via the the internet because our stores do not stock well like we between let's say this we have a lot of uh uh scalpers in chicago so basically by the time you have even thought about it they probably are camping out at the store and they headed there to the store yep and it's like to me the average one of us work so i don't have time to run to the store when it first opened (laughs) <laughs> just to get this figure. Right. But there's a lot of them, man, and they don't go, you know, about one. They go and buy all of them mm-hmm. and then up the price. That's why the inflation has went up because basically nobody can find these figures. Right. And they are selling them at high, high prices. Yep. Yep. I've, I've seen them in my stores out here. There's, there must be some sort of an app because I've seen guys that clearly don't have any idea you know, maybe they knew older wrestlers or something, but I I get the sense that they don't know anything about what they're looking at. But they'll pick up the box, mm-hmm. scan it, look at their phone, and it's giving them what they can scalp it for, basically. And then they're making a decision. They put it in their basket or they put it back on the peg. And I've 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 watched them go through, you know, wrestling transformers, whatever, right on down the line, and they're they're picking out, you know, whatever. Well, what people are doing. They popping into these, a lot of them are in these groups. And when they get to the store, they taking a picture of it and they put, they post it right there in the store and say, Hey, does anybody need, need this? And then when you go and scan the barcode, uh, I, cause I think eBay has that ability too. When you scan the barcode, you can see what the, what the price has, I mean, what the figure has been selling at and what was the going value for it. So pretty much they already know, oh, well, you know, eBay has it for this. So I'm going to give it to you for this. Yeah. And then and that's why they have it in their carts, because if they don't hear from anybody, then they'll go and put it back. But they wait until they get enough response. So for somebody pretty much be like, no, nah, we good. And then they don't want to drop it down because they know it's going to be gone. Right. Yeah. This past week I saw a guy, uh, I was went into a store, didn't find anything. I was going back out to get in my car and the guy next to me, I can't even remember what it was. I think it was a a transformer or something. He just, he pulled the package out of his cart, opened his back door. You know, I'm climbing into my car so I can see in his back seat. He's got those clear tubs and they're filled with all kinds of uh, toys and he, you know, opens the lid and puts it in there. And, And I think you're right. I think a lot of these guys are just making that, I don't know if that's their job or not, or it's a side hustle, but they're just going from, you know, they'll hit six or seven targets like here in the Bay area. We've got, you know, 30 of them uh, targets and guys are just running from store to store to store to store and grabbing anything that's worth any money. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, like we started, like we started at the beginning of the saying inflation stimulus checks had, has caused the, the figure, uh, uh, figure community to become in the uproar because now it's no longer the passion is kind of gone and you know collecting for the love 
it's basically what it's the same thing that the sneaker game has turned into. Basically, let me get what's hot and see how much I can get it for. Yeah. Or sell it for. Well said, man. That definitely seems to be, I, I would agree with that 100%. And I feel bad, you know, I feel bad because I, and, and what I don't understand, I'm, and maybe because I don't have that, uh, I, because maybe I got enough on my plate as it is with, with just doing the other stuff. Um, but the first, the couple of times that I grabbed some, grabbed a couple of figures and tried to flip them, you don't get that much for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you get a newer figure, you may get five or seven, maybe seven to ten dollars over that figure. And then what's funny is when you get up, when you get five people who bought two and three of them and they were trying to flip them. But then somebody else come along and you got maybe four other four or five other people who's flipping the same figure and they end up having to sit on the sit on the figure and not even taking them back to the store or. They they giving it away for little or nothing, or they trying to use it as trade bait. To me, that's too much work. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. now it's not it don't equal the amount of money that I can get from it. Now the legend stuff, okay, I can see people the way they doing with that because again, the Le- the legend series has given a proven record that it holds value. Because people who had them early legend series, man, when you you go online now and see. How much some of them early legend figures shoot? The, what that demolition set? If you had that still in the package, oh my goodness! You you, you hey, you got a down payment on a car note. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I, I get that part, but with these newer figures that you that just readily available or it's gonna be on Amazon, I don't get that because it's like, dude, if a person's smart and not being and see, that's what people are how people are making money off of is that that uh that impulse buying because now with youtube uh twitter instagram it's people are getting paid to be the first person to get the review out there so now it is beneficial for me to pay you maybe fifty dollars for that figure but but because my youtube page you know is making damn a hundred dollars a month well, okay, I'll put that towards that because it's going to bring me more viewers or whatever, and I'm going to be the first one to say, hey, look, here's the figure and this and that. So it's going to pay, you know, like they say, you got to spend a little money to make money. That's how people look at it. And and the, the, the social media industry has allowed that to happen. So now it's all about being the first. You was the first one to say it. I was the first one to have pictures. I think you're right, and it and it's the first one to get the certain figures, like right. the Alexander Wolf. I mean, who's Alexander Wolf? I, I I'm not. I shouldn't dump on him. I'm sure he's a great person and a great wrestler. But in the grand scheme of things, people were paying a hundred bucks for mm-hmm. a figure or two hundred dollars for a Liv Morgan figure, mm-hmm. right? And and you know, like Liv, like right. In fact, Liv is still wrestling right now, so you know, eventually they're going to make another figure. It's been a while, and they haven't made it, but they're going to. As long as she stay on the contract, they're going to make another figure. But because they didn't, you know, the 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 price. Think about the uh the fiend. Now we just not got that ultimate fiend, but those early stages with the the with when the fiend first came out, all people were fifty fifty dollars when the basic came out or or the 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 first wide 
when he when he transferred over to the to the uh the the uh the alternate of that other thing when those came out oh people was 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 paying fifty hundred dollars for them because again ringside was sold out of them or you know but, I I gotta be first right right I gotta be first to review it so you know it, I get it's social media. That's that's pretty much <laughs> social media. Yeah, people are competing. It's yes. all it's all a big competition. Yep. Where uh, we've we found places now where you can get figures for five ten bucks less. I'm, I'll I'll watch all your guys' reviews. I'll let you guys brag about it and be better than everybody because you got yours first. And I'll save ten dollars a figure and get mine two three months later. I'm fine with that as long as I get it absolutely you know, somewhere down the line. So, um. Al, do you have any projects that, that are coming up or that you're working on? You know, where can people find you on your social media? Um, well, you can find me on social media, uh, Instagram and Facebook, uh, Eminem Figure Clothing. Make sure you say figure clothing because there is a Eminem, I think, clothing. But uh, make sure you say figure clothing. And then on Twitter, I'm on, uh, wait, let's see, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Twitter is Eminem, uh, but it's not it's the M, the M symbol, not the N. So, uh, but I'm on all three of them. Uh, pro in terms of projects, uh, actually, uh, once I get off here with you, uh, I'm going to go pick up uh one of my newest projects. Uh, we me and like I say, Eminem figure clothing is composed of me and my mother. So that's, that's where awesome, the M and M comes from. Okay, yeah. My, uh, the M is my last name, and the, the other M is my mother's uh uh rich uh uh what you call it maiden Ori- name. yeah maiden name. So that's that's where the M and M come from. So basically, uh, I'm on I'm on my way to. She does I do the designing, and I do all the printing and that type of thing. She does all the sewing. I guess you can tell I'm I'm new at this because uh, that would have been you'd think that'd be a really good question to ask, right? But I I didn't ask where the M M&M and M comes from. Yeah, yeah, no, you, and you know what? Hey, hey, don't worry about it because basically I've had people, or you know, it's one of those things where people always wonder because they, you know, I get a lot of people say, "Man, you get that out fast and this and that," and it's not for me to do all this work and one one as a one man show i can't even take credit for that because i work a 9 to 5 so you can imagine the time that goes into this stuff and 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 all that yeah it's impossible for me to do everything by myself so my mother who's retired <laughs> she has the time to do some of this so like i said i do the design i do the belts uh and i do the printing but she does all the sewing. And uh, so I'm actually on the way, when, like I said, once I finish with this, to go pick up some new projects. Uh, we got an Undertaker coat. So that the for those uh, those that got the the latest uh, Undertaker that was the, the Tribute Undertaker, he had that rubber coat on. We got a new coat that's actually uh, has those designs in that coat. That he like that rubber one he wore. Oh, nice. So uh looked up and found some material that actually had that in there. And I was like, oh, this would be perfect for those who are not. And I've never been a fan of the rubber coats because you can't move. The, the articulation is gone. So it's a good replacement for that. Uh she we also have uh the white 
uh, rhythm and blues jacket that I'm putting oh, together. Wow. Okay. So of course we got the hammer and a lot of people have been using the current hammer to make a rhythm and blues uh, hammer version of the hammer. But a lot of, I've got a lot of inquiries of like, man, do you do the jacket? So we managed to find some, some white leather that we could work with. And I just got to go put the notes and stuff on it. So we got that one coming. And what else I got? Uh, got some new belts coming. Uh, plan on doing the, the, the US, uh, the IWGP US belt. Um, got a couple other ones that, that I've been working on too. Those are coming soon. Uh, so yeah, those are the, those are the newest items, uh, that's coming. Like a lot of things, like I tell people, a lot of things, it's not, it's not like we keep an inventory. We don't keep an inventory of stuff. Uh, we, everything is pretty much made to order. So if somebody come along and they say, Hey, can you make this? As long as you send us a picture, if it's too, basically we, we do this, we look at it, we see how much work is involved, how much the material is going to cost. And we pretty much know how much the community is going to pay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> because we have found out that the community in certain aspects is cheap. And there's a lot of artists out here. Uh, man, if you look like, like if, if, uh, um, doing custom figures and they sell them for two or 300, hey, I had no problem with that because I know the work that went into that. But you, but a lot of the, the community, I mean, some of them are paying for it because they respect the, 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 the artwork and the labor that went into it. But you get a lot of people that complain about that. But it's like you don't know who's sitting like to sit there and minutely paint that. You know, the eye strain, the back strain, the sitting there with it, every little inkling of paint and all that. Man, that takes a lot of time. Yeah, the time invested. That, yeah, that, sure. Man. So, and people don't realize that even with Ralph, people are like, well, you know, Ralph's selling it for this, right? Ralph can sell it for that because guess what? Ralph is overseas. Material is a lot cheaper overseas. People don't understand that. And then the other thing is Ralph takes six months or, or six, what is it, six weeks. And now it's longer to get your stuff to you. And you hope that it gets to you because it's being shipped internationally. So yes, Ralph can be cheaper, but in the States and you're not waiting six weeks, you're going to pay just a little bit more. You kind of weigh your options. <laughs> Something for everybody, I guess. Right. Um, I I definitely want to, uh, to thank you, Al, for making the time to come on. I've been playing tag with you, and I'm glad I was able to finally uh, get my ducks in a row and, and catch you when you were available. And I just want to thank you for the stuff that you're, you know, the content that you're putting out there, the shirts and the pictures. I, I'm a fan of it, man. I, if other people have a problem with it, I think that's just what it is. It's their problem. But as far as I'm concerned, I really enjoy it. And I, I just, it's been an honor to have you on, and hopefully I can help you get it out there in, in front of somebody maybe that didn't see it before so uh thank you so much for coming on it's been an honor man no problem and i really appreciate i appreciate you actually inviting me on i'm actually humble uh because again i don't do it for the the, the prestige or i do it because i actually like doing it and i do it because it's, it's it's basically wrestling has been my wrestling was my first love wrestling has always been my love and and i it's just something I like to do, but 
it's always a good feeling and it's always a good thing when people say, hey, I like what you do. You know, I appreciate what you do. And, I, I, and I'm humbled that you brought me on here to be a part of this outlet because it's not, you know, again, what you, what you said it best when you first started. There's a lot of the community now tends to be divided. And I think we all bring something to the community in our own special way. And basically, if we, we join together, join forces, or we, we basically, it's something out there for everybody. You know, it, it's, it's enough. The world is big enough. The community is big enough that you can find something in there that works for you, but it's not taken away from you. But so I, I appreciate you for setting up this outlet and reaching out to me and many others to show the, the variety that's out there. It's been my pleasure, man. One of my traditions is as we head on out here, uh, I'd like you to pick a wrestling theme for us to uh, to take us home and we'll head on out of here. Uh, well, since since he, I'm a big fan of his, and he got the new series going to come out uh, in two weeks, you got to go out with The Rock. The Rock. Which uh, which version? Either one. In, in, oh, the early version, the uh, uh, before Hollywood Rock. <laughs> before Hollywood. You got it, man. Al, thanks again, man. I hope I wish you the best of luck out there with your figure clothing, and we'll look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks again. Hope you smile what The Rock is cooking. Time for some quick shout outs before I get on out of here. This week, I want to thank Al, of course, for taking the time to talk to me. And if you get a chance, slide over to Al's website, check out his product. If you dig what he's making, support him with a purchase. I'd like to give a shout out to Scott and Jeff over at Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. If you're listening to me, chances are you are listening to Fully Posable, but if you're not, you should be. They're the longest running wrestling figure podcast. And these are the guys that made me want to turn a microphone on in the first place. So check them out. Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Shout out. And speaking of Scott, check out Drunk Wrestling History Podcast, where Scott teams up with Eddie and Adam for some awesome facts, stories, all while under the influence of adult beverage. Try and follow that. Shout out, Drunk Wrestling History. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Drew and Caitlin Venzel, Tales from the Estate. Every week I'm learning fun facts, and I feel like I'm hanging out with friends while I learn. Check out Tales from the Estate. Shout out Drew and Caitlin. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Breaker and Bane are a staple in my podcast rotation, and they should be in yours too. Pop culture, wrestling, news stories, and whatever comes up in their mind. Check them out. I do. Shout out Breaker and Bane. And speaking of Brian, check out Brian's interview show. You know it's fake, right? Every show's been tremendous, given a peek behind the curtain with people in wrestling. And this week, with his longtime friend, Travis Fowler. He's a longtime fan and just a good dude. 
Check out You Know It's Fake, right? Shout out. Thank you for listening to Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot. If you enjoyed it, please help put the show over by telling a friend and clicking the subscribe button on Anchor, Google, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. You will get instant notifications whenever a new show drops. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at a chair shot. That's A-C-H-A-I-R-S-H-O-T. You will want to keep an eye on my socials in the coming weeks. Trust me. Feel free to leave questions or audio comments on the show page on Anchor FM's website or email them to me directly at hearshot at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in again. And until next week, Bobby? All good things must come to an end, right? Well, time changes everything. And a friend in need is a pest. <laughs>